Hey everybody, welcome to episode 63 of Tuesdays with Perry. We'll get Perry on the line in just a minute. We're going to be talking today about uh, the New York Times report, um, how Israel allowed Qatari money to be transferred to Hamas, and their headline was buying quiet inside the Israeli plan that propped up Hamas. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu gambled that a strong Hamas would keep the peace and reduce pressure for a Palestinian state. So we're going to talk about that uh, a little bit. We're also going to talk about a Heartland Rasmussen poll. One in five mail-in voters admit to committing at least one kind of voter fraud during the 2020 election. And these are people that admitted committing voter fraud, which included voting for friends or relatives or voting out of state. We're also going to talk about the discovery last year of uh, uh, Scripps News has it as a shock after shock, a visit to Chinese secret biolab in California. Uh, That report came from five days ago in the heart of California's San Joaquin Valley. The city of Reedley is known for locally as a world's fruit basket, yet they found a dilapidated warehouse with the Chinese Communist Party uh, experimenting on agents like HIV, COVID, hepatitis, and Ebola. So, and recently, uh, Newsweek reported last month, CDC responds to claims about Chinese biolab in California. They're under the gun. The CDC apparently was not, uh, did not have an adequate response to the reports from California authorities about the Chinese biolab. We're going to talk a little bit about the Chinese hacking, which infiltrated critical U.S. infrastructure. Um, And that was just reported today. That was breaking today. And then a little bit on uh, Trump's expanding lead in Iowa. So let's see if we can't get um, Perry on the line. Hello. Hey, Perry. Uh, welcome again to the podcast. Uh, how's it going down there in, uh, well, it's not sunny tonight. Uh, how's it going down there in Florida? Well, Rudy, um, I'm down in uh, southwest Florida on business, and uh, it was unseasonably cold as I enjoyed my stogie out at the pool deck of the hotel I'm staying at last night. What's, so, on, uh, what, what's unseasonably cold? Uh, it was uh, 57 degrees. Uh, uh, I wish it was 57 up here. Uh, it's actually 37, <laughs> I think, or 27 tonight. Um, so we we talked about this in the pre-call. I want to talk um, about why Israel was allowing Qatari money to flow to Hamas. Um, obviously, right. that poses a threat. We're going to talk about the Heartland Rasmussen poll that shows that the respondents admitted to mail-in voter fraud. And then we're going to talk a little bit about last year's discovery of a Chinese biolab in California, because just last month, the CDC, that well, the, the House Oversight Committee said the CDC's response to the communist Chinese biolab on American soil was inadequate. We'll talk a little bit about Chinese hacking into U.S. infrastructure, which compounds the problem, and uh, Trump soaring 
in Iowa. So let's start um, with Israel. I've said it, a lot of people have said it a long time before uh, that Israel had something to do with the creation of Hamas, but certainly here there's evidence that um, they were propping up Hamas with not only allowing Qatari money to get to Hamas, and you speculated maybe even CIA money, but that the the Israels were running as bagmen <laughs> for the money yeah. and, and delivering it to Hamas. So I'm going to let you go on these subjects, but let's start uh, in Israel. Yeah, to put a little fun spin on this very sad story, it's like um, Jaime went to Izzy <laughs> and said, Oi, I got this bag full of money for you, brother. Here you go. And please don't stab me in the back when I turn and walk away. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I am beside myself. I, I said to you and your audience um, at least six weeks ago when some of this started coming, coming out, that if it proved to be true, God forbid, BB knew. It's it's pretty much the end of his political life, right. and now it appears that he wasn't only behind it. I don't want to call him the mastermind, but he is—he's the guy who gave the orders. Yeah. And based on what little information we have we have gathered to date. Um, it, it, it appears to me that stupidity ruled the day because what, what we're talking about here is people who are sworn enemies of mine. They hate me because I wear a star of David and people running the government of Israel thought for whatever reason it would be wise to weaken P the PLO oh, Fatah. by building yeah. up Hamas right but it, but it wasn't Fatah until they got ready to walk out with their tails between their legs yeah originally God. the PLO for people that don't know it was know originally the PLO at the time of this shall I call it a schism, um, whatever you want to call it, it was a corrupt government run by the followers of Yasser Arafat. And when he died, um, that's when all, all the battling inside the movement began. And Hamas was born out of the Iranian revolution, just like Islamic Jihad, yeah. no different, um, and Hezbollah. And so it was very easy to say, well, all of their financial support comes from the Shiites. Okay. Right. Now, what did we learn over these last eight weeks? We now know that the highest levels of the Israeli government are now to blame for creating this, this 
butchery. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it harkens back to nine 11. Right. We, we have people within our own government who thought this is a great way to get America into a war. And, you know, I still say 9-11, whether it was an inside job or not, the perpetrators, the ones who carried out the savagery, 19 of them came from Saudi Arabia. Supposedly. Okay? They're yeah, not, yep. yeah, yeah, not homegrown terrorists. Yep. Okay. And, and so now we have here in Israel people and it, it'll be the end of, of Bibi Netanyahu. Oh yeah. And I think that's it, the re the whole reason that this, this is happening. It was to get, yeah, Bibi but, out. I, but, but I thought when this first happened and as we discussed eight weeks ago, we both thought that it was people inside the Israeli government that just wanted to get rid of Bibi. I never, in my wildest, sickest dreams, could have ever thought BB would have been behind something like what they've done. Right. And, and, and Israel can't exist with that kind of, of corrupt thinking, not corruption, but corrupt thinking. And, and, and so, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tongue-tied yeah. <laughs> tongue here. I, I, I understand, and we talked about this briefly earlier, that the intelligence agencies, Mossad, CIA, or, or the ISI, or uh, it doesn't matter what kind of intelligence agencies you're talking about, they, they don't look at things like we look at things. They turn right. things upside down, and their motives are always suspect, but they never want people to understand the reasoning why things happen. And so they right. do things in such a, I mean, it's, it's uh, tradecraft that they do things in such a convoluted way and sometimes diabolically and, 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 and heinous, the type of stuff they do. And for the reasoning, you, you can only barely understand. And so it's hard. It, it seems like they want to get rid of BB. Uh, because I think his hands uh, were dirty. I think like both these stories were were broken by the New York Times, by the way, that the fact that Israel knew about the plans for the attack, and now New York Times breaks another story that Israel was funding or allowing funding to go to Hamas on purpose. Mm-hmm. So uh, Bibi's hands are dirty, so it's very easy to allow this sort of something like this to happen and then you can easily uh, point to BB and go, it's it's him because he's head of state. So um, he knew that funding was going to Hamas. He knew, right. uh, I mean, maybe he didn't know about the battle plan, but um, they could easily blame him for that. So maybe they allowed it to happen purposely to pin it on BB. That could be one of the reasons. Um, obviously the military industrial complex um, uh, profits from such things, uh, you know, U.S. Talk, tax dollars uh, flow or are going to flow even more so to Israel. And and so there are a lot of winners uh, of this goes down, not to mention Joe Biden gets a great distraction uh, with a new war. And 
the Ukrainian conflict sort of wins, they're trying to win by tying this all to Israel. Like everybody wants to support Israel, so let's tie Ukrainian funding. And it looks like a no-go. We have Zelensky in Washington today. Um, so it's very difficult. You know, I'm sorry to be a bearer of bad news, um, you know, because I know your love for Israel. But as as I mentioned earlier, statecraft and, and uh, intelligence agency, agency tradecraft sometimes um, is not easily understandable um, the, the way they go about do they doing things you remember Dick Cheney said sometimes we have to go into the shadows I don't mm-hmm. believe being a being a righteous person I don't believe that should be the case but unfortunately now um, Israel is in the thick of it and you're right it does hearken back to uh, 9/11 and don't forget the 9/11 commission also obfuscated the fact that not only were the supposed hijackers Saudi Arabian but Saudi intelligence was involved and so that's an also we all know that on 9/11 that Saudi officials and and part of the royal family were allowed to fly out when everybody else was yeah. grounded so there was yeah. some complicity there too and I always said the US government whether I usually think it's the Democrats, but they had interest in running uh, Islamic terrorism, um, especially the Wahhabists, and people don't know about the coup that Trump brought about within the Saudi royal family. But they were supporting Wahhabist uh, fanatics that were the root of most of the Islamic terrorism going on. So in statecraft and in intelligence tradecraft, uh, a lot of the d- groups are controlled, but unbeknownst to most of the public uh, listening in. So let's go on to um, this Heartland Ros- uh, Rasmussen poll. One in five mail-in voters admit to committing at least one kind of voter fraud during 2020 election. Um, they were several, uh, I think several thousand polled. Um, it doesn't really matter. It just, for us, we know what happened, and this is just illustrates again that there was widespread voter fraud on, on in, well, during the 2020 presidential election. Everything you said, I agree with, but I do want to add a ca- caveat, and that is this. We don't know the exact, you know, I, I'm sure if you look hard enough, you'll get all the stats, okay? Um, but there were several thousand people polled right now why is that important we have presidential polls carried out every four years and not on election year they start at least a year early in fact ever since trump got elected in 16 i'll never forget it the day after the election they started polling who's going to go up against them in four years and and so But all of these polls are as low as 100 people to as many as maybe, maybe 1,000, a little over 1,000 people. Here, there were thousands, plural, thousands. I have a quote here from from Rasmus or Heartland. It says, 1,085 likely voters. Okay, there you go. But but they skew skew the numbers a little bit because they say three... 33% 33% were Republicans, 36 were Democrats, and 31 were others. 
And and to that's, me and to that's me that's thirty one were others. You mean they were Democrats? Correct. <laughs> because this, no, really, yeah. disenfranchised Democrats who can't can't um, walk into the Democrat uh, machine anymore, and and just simply pull the lever. Yeah. And, and, and choose not to be a part of the primary system. Mm-hmm. And in, in states like California, and I want to say Massachusetts, and there are several other blue states, you don't have to be a member of a party mm-hmm. to vote in a primary. So there's no benefit for Democrats who are disaffected by the leadership of their party to be a, a, a Democrat anymore. So your point is well taken. You know, when you look at that 36 or 31%, you might as well move that over to the Democrat uh, column. Right, anti-Trumpers nonetheless. Right, right. Even even the the 33% of Republicans, probably a lot of them are anti-Trumpers. And what's interesting is the guy, the person who ran the poll uh, was Heartland Socialism Research Center (laughs) and the primary author of the survey. Socialism research. Okay. Yeah. So we, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, and he goes on to say uh, a Democratic Republic cannot survive if election laws allow voters to commit fraud easily. We don't need to go any theory, any further than that. The conclusion is based on conspiracy theories or suspect evidence, but rather the response is made directly by the voters themselves. Ding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Don't need yep. to go any further. Um, but we do need to go further into the news. I know you wanted to talk about this Chinese biolab that was discovered yeah. a year ago um, in California in an, in an old dilapidated warehouse, and nobody talked about it after the news broke. There are several more recent stories, shock after shock, but we do know that they were experimenting on Ebola and SARS-CoV-2, uh, or SARS-CoV-2, which is COVID-19, and others, including chlamydia, so watch out. And then the most recent one was uh, from Newsweek, CDC response to claims about Chinese biolabs because the House Oversight Committee is, is, uh, is mad and well right that the CDC responded uh, in such a haphazard way. It didn't seem like they were very interested in, in investigating it at all. Um, and... And the fact is, we don't see any mainstream news uh, pushing this to the front. Shouldn't it be of concern for people now that we had breaking news about Chinese hackers hacking into um, uh, emergency services and 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 other services uh, in Hawaii and whatnot? Uh, but nobody's reporting about the CDC biolab. And you even asked a good question: Were any of these Chinese nationals arrested? Or did, were they allowed just to fly back to China? And and here we are, two little people talking amongst the small group of people, asking questions that no one in the New York slimes, or for that matter, even in Fox News, is yeah. asking. Yep. I mean, that's a question I'd love to ask Tucker, were you censored? You can't tell me you didn't know about this story a year ago before you were shown the door. Why didn't you talk about this? 
and and to further my my concern, they weren't here just to spread COVID because they've already done as good a job doing that as they could. Yeah. Okay. They were here to to basically infect the population and not at the time they were caught. This is why I'm so concerned. I'm 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 very concerned because the whole purpose of running that lab and, and think of the balls they had to do it. Right. I mean you have a Chinese front company that either leased or purchased the building. I'm sure they said something to the effect that they were some kind of testing group of one sort or, or another. And no one other than local authorities, and thank God for the local authorities, but no one from the state or federal government was concerned at all about what was taking place in this lab. We don't know who these people, and I'm talking about their identity. Right. We don't know who these people were. I, I, obviously, they were Chinese spies. They had to yeah. be connected to, to the CCP. Right. All right. And and yet, it's it's of no concern. There's nothing to see here. Move along. Yeah. Really? And it's not, it's not a safety lab. It's not when we cooked up COVID in a Chinese bio lab in Wuhan, at least it was supposedly a, a BSL-4 lab. This is just in right. a warehouse. I mean, right. I guess because we were doing similar shit in Ukraine and whatnot that the Chinese felt, well, wait, why don't we do it over there? Um, it's really, right. it, it's, it's quite alarming. And it seems like California is like the black hole of news. Like you have these reports <laughs> that 30 children involved in sex trafficking were found in cages and, and it's reported by a local television station and it never makes the national news. It's really quite strange. It, well, it's not strange. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad that on one hand, the poor stupid slob that is addicted to child porn, gets arrested. But the guy who's creating the child porn right. isn't. Right. Or the guy's trafficking in children. Right, exactly. Um, right. I just want you uh, a quick uh, comment on the Chinese hackers infiltrate critical U.S. infrastructure systems uh, that weren't identified except for a Hawaii um, water treatment plant, I think. And then they just say, oh, a West Coast port, and then some oil pipelines and gas pipelines. They don't even say where or what or how big or, or anything. So a quick comment on that before we get to uh, Trump in Iowa. Well, we've known about this now going back to the Obama administration. And in the four years that Trump was in his first term, he was able to clamp down on it a lot. But now it's running amok. And we, we now are, again, they're not doing this with the expectations of throwing the switch or, or turning the switch off on us in the next six months or, or, or even six years. Right. This is part of their long-term goal and what they're going to do 
is they're going to wait until they think it's the right time to attack us, and it's going to make Pearl Harbor look like childhood. Yeah, they're going to throw all the switches at once. Now they're just exploiting, maybe Correct. doing a little testing and stuff, but when it's ready um, <clears throat> to have a military effect, uh, they're going to definitely... Um, and we've known this Correct. for a long time, that the, we're completely infiltrated, and a lot of it has to do with Americans, uh, even in, in tech, leaving back doors open for the communist Chinese. It's really quite disturbing right. because we're we're just letting our guard down and people don't even see it. You have the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff say, oh, if Trump orders an attack on China, we'll call you and let you know. Yeah, yeah. And Gee. we'll even let you know where our ships are yeah. and, and, and what the codes to the football are so you won't have anything to worry about. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So, um, Fucking traitor. Yeah, exactly. So what do you think? Uh, tr we know Trump has an overwhelming support of the U.S. electorate, over 53% of the total U.S. electorate, not just Republicans. And um, so... What do you think now? Trump was down in Iowa, not down below DeSantis, but his numbers were were lower, not as low as in New Hampshire, but lower. And now it just seems that all over the country, uh, Trump has a commanding lead, not just in Republicans, but above Biden as well. They keep up propping up Biden's numbers, but the, Biden can't beat Trump. Nobody could beat Trump. I mean, they can if they cheat, but realistically, uh, no one could beat Trump. So just some uh, two minutes uh, on Trump here. And, you know, we, I don't need to tell, tell me or tell the audience what, you're, what we all already know. But uh, if you could offer some insight, because they've thrown everything at him and it's not working. What, what is in the mind of his supporters? Because it's not just uh, MAGA hat wearing um midwesterners you know there's there's a lot more support there across the board um blacks hispanics uh uh middle to upper income folks it's all over the place it is and you also have to throw in the ethnic groups i mean you know the Hispanic population, regardless of what state it's in, well, maybe New York and California, but other than those two, the Hispanic population sees. Now, I'm talking about the people who came here for a better future for their family, or they are first-generation native-born Americans. They're still connected very tightly to their their parents' culture, and therefore um, they're not thought of as Republicans. Yet, look what's happened. Trump and DeSantis have cleaned the clocks of the Democrats in the last two um, elections. And the other thing is, even in the um, black community, and I talked about this with you last year. Trump got the highest number of, of highest percentage of votes from the black community, especially black men, 
than even Ronaldus Magnus got in 1984. Yeah. And and yet they they are going to sit here and tell us that Trump lost the election. Right. Okay. I'm I also want to bring up the fact that um I'm sorry, I'm backing to its face. Forgive me, Rudy. Um I also want to bring up the fact that since the 2020 election, Republicans have gained seats in school boards, in state office, and in national office, federal office, and they're black. Right. But th- but but yet we're a racist party. So when when you take all of this into consideration and you you move this all forward to where we are right now the reason why trump has a commanding lead is twofold number 1 they know what he did in his first 4 years they it doesn't matter that he talks like an asshole cuz he is right. an asshole right but it's not but he, about but personality he, it's about policy right but, and I was going to say, but he's my kind of asshole, okay? And, 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 and so people know who he is. And they, more importantly, they know what he will do because right. he's already done it. Yep. And so they look at that, and now they look at what Biden has done in three and a half years, and, and they're saying, no mas. Yeah, and they know I'm, what he will do if he gets another right. term. Yeah. Right. And and so you look at, at at the policies of both men because both have served as president now for four years, each having one term. Why did Biden suddenly turn the spigot on for oil? Yeah. I mean prices prices for gasoline are back down. Yeah, yeah. Well, why is that? Yeah, well, no, number but... one, he drained the SPR. Yep. Okay. That's number one. Strategic oil number reserve, two, yep. I'm sorry. Right. Right. S-O-R. Forgive yeah. me. No, no, no. Um, I just for people that don't follow the acronym, sure. Right. Right. But I had the acronym wrong. S-O-R. No, it's, uh, so, yeah, no, it's S-P-R. Strategic Petroleum, Petroleum Reserve. Right. Yeah. Petroleum. I was right after all. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Anyway. Oh, I just wanted to make sure people knew <laughs> what, what you were talking about. Right. Right. And and now that he's depleted our our strategic reserves he had no choice but to say okay drill baby drill so again he proves trump correct right in the meantime look at all the chaos he's done in the oil markets around the world right you want to know why the saudis are talking about uh, selling oil in the one you want to know why um the uae has now dumped the dollar yeah okay wait for kuwait that's coming. Yep. Venezuela doesn't trade in the dollar because they can't. Yeah. Okay. I told your audience a year ago, the days of the dollar being the coin of the realm are coming to an end. Yep. Yep. I could be wrong about the end of this year, but it's coming. Oh yeah. And this is another example. So ultimately, as I've already said, I'm going to restate it. The reason why Trump is up in the polls is because everyone is looking around and saying, WTF. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing to think about here. Yeah. And most Democrats and, are against what's happening at the border. Ten thousand a day, two million, yeah. uh, two, two million a year, 
I talked to my brother who's, I'm a diehard liberal and he doesn't like him. He doesn't like what's happening at the border. You know, so you put all that together. And look what it took for him. Look what it took for your brother to believe it was actually happening. He <laughs> has it. He wouldn't believe it until you sent him a, a column from the New York Times. Yeah, well, that's that's true. Well, he didn't believe the numbers, certainly. So, and people are looking at, and the point is, is that fi Democrat socialist fiscal par policy doesn't work. You can't borrow trillions of dollars. Look what happened in Argentina. You can't borrow trillions of dollars um, with really the, when there's no need Let's, and, let's, and expect wait a minute, not let's to be. go back. We got we got to give a kudos where they belong. Look what's happened in Argentina this week. Yep. We have a man who's already kept his word to the people who voted for him. Yep. He said, on the day that I am inaugurated, these departments in the federal government are out. gone. Out. Out. They're out. Ministry of Education. Out. Ministry of Culture. Out. And um, seven others. Um, I'm waiting for him to uh, take down the Argentinian Central Bank. We'll have to see about that. And he did backpedal on uh, getting out of the Paris Climate Accord, but I, I imagine he's going to do that as well. Um, we're running out of time, Perry. Uh, one last uh, word before we go. Um, the only other thing that I, I I really wanted to cover was the fact that we need to pay closer attention to what's going on around the world. And, and yes, that's the reason why you have your podcast and your listeners listen in every day, but it's, we're in dark days. Yeah. We are in very dark days. And based on everything that's happening right now, if you, if you look at what's going on with uh, the South China sea, the Chinese just chased, our Navy out of the, the um, Southeast quadrant of the China sea in national international waters. Yep. That, that just furthers their belief that we are right for the taking. Yep. And then you have them, you have rocket man, you have Venezuela, uh, Pootie Poot. Venezuela, is, huh? Venezuela is threatened to attack Guyana and take their oil fields. And where are we, Hmm? Where are we? <laughs> well, so, Bi no, Biden says he's going to come to the defense of Guyana, and it's just what China wants. Why doesn't he's going to start? China will start every war around the world and try to get the U.S. involved in every little thing right before they launch their uh, takeover of Taiwan. It's coming, like you right. said. We're in dark days. Um, we're going to leave it there, though, Perry. Um, great talking to you again. And episode 63, Tuesdays with Perry. Um, I hope to talk to you next week for episode 64, uh, but thanks for joining me, man. You got it. Oh, I'm sorry. One postscript. Yep. Pay attention to these last three Republican debates. I've said all along, they are, they are interviews for whoever's going to be number two on the ticket. Yeah. And my boy is looking pretty good, as is Vivek. I'll yeah. give him the kudos he deserves. So pay attention right. because that's what this is about. Okay, we'll look at that. Everybody's looking at Vivek. They like what he's what he talks about. All right, appreciate it, Perry. Uh, we'll see you next week. Sounds great, Rudy. Look forward to it. Right. You have a great week back home. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.
There goes Perry, episode uh, 63, Tuesdays with Perry. Tried to keep it to half hour. We ran a little bit over. Um, we, we got a lot in, though. Uh, Israel, Trump, Chinese hackers, Chinese biolabs in the United States, and that Heartland Rasmussen poll where the respondents said they committed voter fraud. Holy shit. Oh, wow. That was, he brought that to my attention today. So that that's really interesting. Um, so I'll have to talk about that tomorrow on my show. So join me tomorrow, Rudy's Revelation, or join us next week, episode 64, Tuesdays with Barry. Peace out.